This is Trash Talk with your host, Garrett the Trash Man. All right, what is up, everybody? I am Garrett the Trash Man, feeling a little under the weather, but we are here anyway for Fire Friday to light you guys up for the weekend, for Monday, whenever you listen to us. We just want to bring you a little motivation. Mm-hmm. How you doing, John? I'm doing swell. All right, dude. Let's hear it. Fire us up. You're going to knock it out of the park right now. Give us something. Okay. Bring the heat. Bring the heat? Yes, sir. Okay. I wish I could throw heat, but I can't throw heat. I have a wussy alarm. Well, you know. Bummer. Anyways, so earlier this week, I was listening to a um, to a webinar um, an industry specific for home care, and this guy that actually gave a stellar presentation. He he actually did a really good job. I was pretty impressed, and everyone else thought so as well. But one of the comments he made is is if you aren't spending eighty percent of your time on sales and marketing, then you've got an issue. Then he hates you. Yeah, basically. Awesome. And it reminded me of. Uh, I can't remember which of his books, but it's old Uncle G, Grant Cardone. Oh, baby. Uh, in one, Somewhere. Seller be he, sold, probably. Yeah, it was sales equals business. And I just, honestly, I really like that. Mm-hmm. I think that is spot on. And I think that um, that is a good strategy to have when you're trying to grow a business. Listen, my business is by no mean a large business. We are still very, very small. Well, you got to be freaking huge to be considered not a small business. Yes. I can't remember what it is, but I remember when I heard that. I'm like, yeah, if my business was that size, I'd be like, yeah, I'm freaking running an empire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> something like a hundred million or something. Under a hundred million or something is a small, small business. business. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I agree with that comment. But, um but when I have seen the most consistent and best growth is when 80% of my time is focused on sales and marketing. And that's, I've, I have naturally, that's what I fall into. Um, Gary V puts a lot as being on offense and naturally that's what I fall into. And I've had disagreements with other stakeholders in the company, um, that, uh, because I'm like, man, if we get the business, like, what I know is we can clean everything up afterwards. Yeah. Like, if I run three quarters at a, you know, 20% profitability that someone might be upset about and, you know, like, oh, we should be at a 37%, my deal is like, hey, as long as I'm growing, we can go back and we can tighten things up and do stuff to get up to that 37% any day of the week. Mm-hmm. You know what's tough? gain a new business mm-hmm. and you know obviously there's got to be a balance with that you can't just go give stuff for free and call it doing yeah. business yeah. yeah but uh absolutely. yeah I, I really agree with that i like that a lot i've never heard that like 80 percent rule but yeah. uh it makes well, sense it is i mean a lot of your problems are solved if your revenue is growing mm-hmm. well, <laughs> it's and, simply bud yeah well and, and like it's uh I believe that a lot in personal finances. I think Dave Ramsey um, shares a lot of good insights, has a lot of good tactical approaches, and even has a lot of good mindsets to go uh, into things. But Grant Cardone is one that will call out uh, mm-hmm. Dave Ramsey directly on this and be like, "You're not gonna, you're not gonna save yourself 
to being wealthy. Yeah, I could not you agree more. You have to create that. more incomes. You have to up the revenue to and, – and I just agree with that because so many problems that you could just spend so much time like tinkering with the little problems on the down – on a small scale just handle themselves if you can up the revenue to a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um I've seen a bunch of times. Oh, absolutely. And so I don't I just like that. And I remember for a while I actually took a sticky note and in big letters wrote sales equals business and posted it right above my computer screen mm-hmm. so that I could remember that. Yeah. And and I just love that because really like if you can't do that, you're not gonna grow. Yeah. You're not gonna be you're not gonna stick around. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Like if you can't do that and if you don't have that I don't know how you're going to be around long term. Yeah. Yeah. If you're so well and and so much of what I do in the business is look to build it to where I'm not vulnerable to anything. Yeah. Because that's I mean, I've got something that I'm going to tonight that, you know, a big portion of our business, if it was worst case scenario, what what might be going on, a, a good portion of our business could could go away. And that's there for any business. And if you don't have a machine that's able to constantly be bringing in new um, revenue streams, new customers, or whatever way it is, you know, sales. Mm-hmm. You're you're going to be in trouble at some point. Yeah, absolutely. So I like that a lot, dude. I do too. That's it was it was a good reminder for me this week of like, listen, always be doing sales and marketing. Yeah. You know, obviously you need to have a great product or great service and all the other stuff that's I'm not trying to discount any of that, but your focus should always be sales. Yeah, yeah. especially as a head of the business, I think it's very important to be market facing. Yeah. And create the infrastructure inside that it doesn't take eighty percent of your time to create that infrastructure to be improving on itself and be uh something that people want to purchase a product or service people won't purchase. And at times you have to be both. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's a uh, it's good advice, dude. I liked it. Not that I per se am the one that generally came up with that yes, idea. Yes, you but did. I <laughs> I'm going to relate to everybody else because I liked it. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, dude, for my rant, I am rereading a book called "Loving What Is" by Byron Katie, and it is a good book. It takes some time to go through, and it's worth rereading after you've read it. Um, because it's, there's a lot in it. Anyway, she talks a lot about how, and I've said it on this podcast before, we're only experiencing our thoughts of a situation. Hmm. It's not the situation that causes stress. It's the thoughts and thoughts are just, um, theories that are untested. Hmm. And she's, she shares a story that I thought illustrated this so good. So She's at a restaurant and goes into a bathroom, and it's a one-stall bathroom, woman's bathroom. And as she walks in, a lady's walking out the single stall, and she smiles at her. It's all pleasant. She walks in, and the lady walks past her and starts washing her hands and singing and yada, yada, and then walks out. And as she goes into the stall, she realizes that they're, they're, she'd gotten the, the toilet seat was totally soaked. And so her thoughts show up and start telling the whole story, filling in all the gaps. And she's like, how could someone be so inconsiderate? What was she doing, standing and trying to pee? (laughs) And she's like, oh, my gosh, it's a transvestite. That's transvestite. I'm going to go out there and 
tell her what a mess she made and how inconsiderate that was. And while she's thinking this, she's wiping off the toilet seat and throws in the uh, the toilet paper and flushes. And when she flushes, the toilet seat, the toilet water, the pressure just shoots up and floods the whole seat. <laughs> and so she she realizes in that moment that like that lady wasn't inconsiderate, probably wasn't a transvestite. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> oh, not a transvestite. Good to know. Yeah, like all just this crazy story that in microseconds her brain had just filled in all those gaps, or not even her brain. These thoughts showed up. Filling in all those gaps, telling this story that she was interacting with her emotionally as if it was true and was planning on interacting like that, driving her actions and going and being with a person in a rude way and and being mad at them where she didn't have anything of the actual truth. Like, <laughs> and I've seen it a million stuff. times in public restrooms to yeah. butts of pressure and he shoots out and uh i thought that was such a good example and i can see that so many times when it plays out in my life where yeah we've got so little of the truth we fill in the gaps and uh if we're not careful we'll go out and we'll be acting on that information that is so um incredibly uh wrong not with reality and uh brings me back to ontological arrogance and uh so often I operate with ontological arrogance um, as if I've got the truth and the whole truth and that there's I've got no opening for anything else. And uh, it's just such a um, messy way to operate. Yeah. Because almost every time there's something we don't know. And that doesn't mean that um, you can't ever believe something and state that. But um, if you don't have an opening... I think no matter how true you think something is, you should have an opening that you could be completely wrong. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I just reread that, and I loved that story. I didn't even catch it the first time. Yeah. Like, well, I'm sure I heard it, but it didn't even, like, click for me. And uh, I do recommend that book to anybody. Um, like I said, give it time, listen to the whole book. It's one of those that you, you got to digest. Uh-huh. If you try to just skim through, you'll you'll miss a lot and be like, yeah, that was garbage. But, uh, um yeah, be with it a little bit, and it'll be good. So, Sounds like a good book. Yeah, so another reminder, um, you're only experiencing your thoughts. Yeah. And you get to uh, decide what those are. So. Oh, and the other thing we learned from this lesson is don't go call someone a transvestite when they're not a transvestite. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, well, all right, man. Well, I want to thank our sponsor, Larson Waste, for mm-hmm. um, letting this podcast arrive at your ears. Yes. Your lovely ears. I'm sure they're wonderful. They're probably pretty awesome. So uh, give us a five-star review. Hit me up. Get the trash man across all the platforms. Appreciate you guys listening. Hustle hard. Peace.